You're listening to the Sweet Empowerment Podcast with Kristen Brown, where we attract and create healthy relationships by applying practical ideas, universal truths, and life-changing inspiration. Let's go have some fun together. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome. I wanted to jump on today to talk to you guys about an interesting topic. I actually Googled this to see if anybody else had been talking about this, and apparently I'm the first one, which I highly doubt because this is a world full of people. However, I couldn't find this topic. So I think this might interest you. It's going to be a specialized area, and for those of you who relate to this topic, I am really happy to deliver this information to you. This is especially made for you. What I want to talk to you guys about today is why is it that you're still in contact with your crazy ex? I want to start off by saying that oftentimes we dub our exes crazy because there's really no blanket term to explain the way they are acting. Often they are what we think to be narcissists. But the truth be known that there's really only 6 to 7% of men and 4 to 5% of women who are diagnosed as narcissists, the true narcissist personality disorder. This does not disclaim that there are a lot of mean people, selfish people, controlling, manipulative, and verbally, emotionally, and physically abusive people. Did I say selfish? (laughs) Because we know that's one of the big traits. However, that does not always mean that they are narcissistic. Narcissism is a word that's really been thrown around lately a lot. It is a really hot topic. People think that anytime they have been mistreated that they are dealing with a narcissist. But since I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist and I am not trained in the medical field that way, I'm going to opt for the term crazy And this does not mean mentally insane, although that could mean that for your person. I don't know. Again, not a doctor. However, I think it's a good blanket term when we are discussing someone who really put us through the ringer, who was draining the bejesus out of us, who made us question our sanity, who treated us so poorly that we are wondering why we even stayed as long as we did. But then... We get out of that relationship and we find ourselves still willing to communicate with them. Very interesting topic, right, everyone? Because I noticed that happened with me. And when something happens with me, I know I'm not the only person in the entire world that this happens with. Not only that, that I I have several clients who I speak to, and they still have this coming up for them in their life. In fact, it's not just clients. It's, you know, the 30 years that I did hair and just speaking to the public where people are still communicating with people that have mistreated them or act crazy or have done some pretty outlandish things and they're still communicating with them. So I wanted to jump on today to help you guys get clarity around this. This is a judgment-free zone. This is a judgment-free episode. My goal with the Sweet Empowerment Podcast and everything I teach is only to help you guys get further clarity about your life. 
because we all know that awareness is key. And when we change our perception on any given subject or topic, we have then the opportunity to change our direction. If we're always thinking the same things through the same filter, through the same mindset, through the same limited knowledge that we have in a given moment, we're always going to follow in that direction. If we're looking to do something different in our life and to have a better and more improved experience, we have to bring in new information and new perceptions, and that comes through awareness. And awareness comes to an open heart and an open mind. So let's talk about why we sometimes stay in communication with our crazy exes. The first reason is because we want to confirm the choice that we made in leaving them. Isn't that fascinating? Think about it. We, most of the time, people like us who hook up with, quote, crazy people, narcissist-type personalities, users, abusers, jerks, people who are selfish, takers, manipulators, all the above, are, we are people who are very gentle-hearted. We are kind. Oftentimes, we are empaths and HSPs, highly sensitive people. We are the givers and the lovers and the nurturers and the rescuers of the world. We are gentle hearts. We don't ever want to hurt anyone. It's one of the reasons why we take a lot of this is because we know who we are. We know how kind, caring, and giving we are. And we project that onto other people and we keep looking, just hoping that this is going to come out of this person, not knowing that not everybody is like we are and that we are dealing with someone that has their own set of wounds, their own set of problems, and it is manifesting in a world, in the world, in a very dark way. And we choose to leave them. Sometimes we question it afterwards, especially if we have children with that person. Now, sometimes we don't, but I can guess that you're not listening to this if you are someone who has cut and run, won and done, you're out the door, don't ever talk to me again. And I have done that before with relationships in my past, but then there was times that I didn't. And I really investigated why. And one of the reasons why confirmation, I needed to revisit. It's almost like going back to the scene of the crime to remind yourself why you left, to talk yourself into it is still okay, especially if there's children involved, because sometimes we can have a lot of guilt for leaving a crazy person because we broke up our family. Now, the antidote to this is to be your own confirmation. Know that the sweet, kind, loving person, giving person that you are stayed as long as you possibly could and you felt like you were going to emotionally die if you stayed in that relationship any longer. You knew that your only and best choice was to get out. You have to be your own confirmation. And if you can't quite do that yet for yourself, call upon a friend. If you've had a good friend who has gone through this journey with you, if they have heard all the ins and outs of this craziness and what you dealt with, rest assured if you go to them and you say, I'm second guessing this, did I do the right thing? They're going to help you remember 
Because sometimes we forget things, but other people remember experiences we've told them. You might have had that experience before when people say, I remember you telling me this, and you're like, oh my goodness, I forgot about that. I know I've had that. I also know after one of my breakups that I felt, you know, as time went by and I wasn't immersed in the craziness of it, I started to forget about it. But I would call upon one of my girlfriends. We'd go to lunch every day when I was back doing hair. And I would say like, gosh, maybe I made the wrong decision. And she would be like, no. And she was our super gentle person too. So she's not like this rough person that was willing to throw down the slap me in the face with the truth. But she was very kind. And she would say, no, Kristen, remember this, remember that. Keep going forward. You did the right thing. So she helped me confirm that in myself. One of the second reasons is we stay in contact with our crazy and or problematic exes is that we are curious. We want to know what they're doing now. We want to know, did their life get better or did their life get worse? We're just super curious. Now, I am by nature a curious cat. I mean, I want to know everything about everything. And so, of course, it would be obvious that I would want to know what my ex was doing. And, you know, who he's with, what she like, what, is he happier? Is he treating her the same way? Did he make it in life? Did he reach that goal that he wanted to reach? I mean, curiosity is probably one of the quote unquote healthier reasons of why we would want to stay in communication with our exes. But that is for you to decide how healthy that communication is for you. Because anytime we are staying in a situation and it is depleting us and bringing us down and sucking the life out of us, curiosity is not enough of a reason to stay in that situation. Now, we can also get information by third parties. If we're really that curious, we can say, how's so-and-so doing? And, you know, we can find out information if we want to. However, think about it. Do you really need to know? Because oftentimes our curiosity is rooted in the ego. It's not really rooted in our highest self. We're not going, oh, I hope he's doing so great. We kind of want to hear that he's doing bad. We want to know that life after you was crappy and that you were the best thing or I was the best thing that ever happened to him or her. If it's the male listening to this. So the question becomes, how much are you putting at stake by staying in communication? Do you end correspondence feeling better or is this person still hammering you and you're just trying to glean a little bit of information and you walk away depleted and beat up and why did I do that? Is curiosity a big enough reason for you? I hope not. Be willing to shut that door and let that person go completely. A third reason why we often stay in contact with our exes Or even if it's not super contact, even if we just find ourselves still engaging, they're reaching out a lot, but just we can't help ourselves and we keep engaging. This could be that we are looking for proof. We're still looking for proof to prove what we couldn't prove. If you are dealing with that crazy type of personality, the narcissist personality, a selfish person, a person who cannot take ownership, who denies, 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 or worse, a liar, we love those liars, that oftentimes we can't find proof for we know to be true. We know it in our heart. We've seen evidence, but that person will turn it around. They'll gaslight us. 
They'll make us try to feel like we're crazy. They'll try to deny it. They'll come up with all kinds of reasons and excuses why we are wrong and the proof isn't there. So sometimes it's not enough for us at first to just have the proof enough. Just say, you know what, I I saw what I saw. I heard what I heard. I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I am very clear about this. I'm not acting jealous or crazy or suspicious. This information came to me in a neutral type way, but it is speaking clearly to me. Sometimes we just need to know that the proof we have is enough and we're not going to get any more proof from our person. Even if we do get more proof, that leads me as a great segue into number four. They're never going to admit they're wrong. I have seen and heard and watched myself with so many people over decades of speaking with the public at large and having communications with friends and just being an overall researcher of human nature and relationships. I've seen it time and time again where for some reason we just want them to admit that they're wrong, that they did this bad, horrible thing. No matter what it could be, whether it was the way they spoke to you cheated on you, lied to you, stole from you, whatever it may be, we want them to admit it. And we might be waiting for an awful long time, if ever, for this person to admit this to us. I have seen people have change of hearts, have epiphanies, have awakenings where they do go back to their person and they own what they did and they apologize and they do it neutrally and humbly and they're not even looking for anything else in return, not even forgiveness. They just know from their own heart, for their own healing, that they want to own what they have done because ownership is really the true path to healing. But there's a whole slew of people out there that will never own what they've done, no matter how much evidence is stacked up against them. There are murderers still in prison saying they never killed that person when their DNA is clearly all over the place. There's phone records and cell phone tower pinging. You could tell I watch 48 Hours and uh, Dateline a lot. (laughs) And they're still like, nope, wasn't me. And they'll blame other people. They will throw innocent people under the bus before they will ever own it. And they will die and take that to their grave. So for us waiting around and just hoping that we can start to heal when they own something, It's not always going to happen. And again, why do you want to stay in contact with someone who treats you poorly? Because if they treated you poorly before, they're going to continue to treat you that way. Even if they're manipulative enough to put on that charming Charlie face and they kind of suck us in a little bit and then boom, they do it again and we find ourselves drained and depleted again and asking ourselves, why is it? that I am still communicating with this person. Now, I want to tell you I understand if you have children with this person and you really have no way around it. You have to communicate with them. Just know that you have permission from me, from God, from the universe, and please give it to yourself to answer in the shortest, most succinct answers that you can. Simple yeses and simple noes. You do not need to explain. This person does not need to know why you are choosing to do what you are doing and why you are taking care of yourself as long as it is within the parameters that you have in your guidelines. 
he or she does not need to know anything about your private life. Please understand, you owe him or her nothing. You gave that relationship everything you had. It depleted you. It broke you down. It made you sad. It depressed you. You lost your confidence. You maybe even became a shell of who you are. You are now away from that person. You are on your healing path. You are reclaiming your personal power. You are building your confidence and you are reconnecting with your unique and sacred self. What I want to leave you guys with today is if you are remaining in contact with your crazy ex because of one of these reasons, please know that you don't have to. You have all the information you need. You stayed as long as you could stay. You do not need any further validation. You do not need any ownership from them. If you're curious about what's going on with them, you can always inquire with a third party. And you don't need to repeatedly confirm your choices. You can ask a friend to remind you if that's necessary. Again, this is a neutral and judgment-free zone. My goal is to help you get empowered and stay empowered through the act of self-love and self-care so that you can move forward in your life from a different vibration, a different foundation that is going to attract to you new and better and improved experiences so you can live the life that you were put on this earth to experience. I sincerely hope you all got a lot from this episode today. And if you are interested in learning more about how to stop losing yourself in relationships, I created a free audio just for you. And you can find that at kristenbrown.org forward slash losing self. Until next time, everybody, take care and go love yourself. If you've enjoyed this episode, I invite you to subscribe and share. If you're listening on iTunes, you can give a big thanks by leaving a five-star rating and review. If you'd like to explore coaching plans, other products, and free resources, go to kristenbrown.org. Until next time, everyone, remember to go love yourself.